So Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, man, they destroyed your Ravens. They came back crazy way in the fourth quarter. What do you got to say about that? First of all, thank you for coming on to the show, but let's get right into it. The Dolphins came back against your Ravens. What are your, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, before I let you go, I think Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. That's my takeaway. Two weeks into the into the season, I think they're the best duo in the NFL. They tore your defense up. It was amazing. Let me hear you. Let me hear what you got to say. Well, my thoughts on the game. Actually, even before the thoughts, I want to say thank you for having me back on the show. It's of been course, a minute. Of course. It's been about a year or so. You know, it's good to be finally live in person on over Zoom. Yup, yup, yup. But yeah, today's game was kind of a up and down thing with the Ravens like the last few years. Lamar doing his thing, but then Tua doing his thing on our secondary and Jalen and Tyreek carving us up like a Thanksgiving Day turkey, man. I was pissed off, but you know. <laughs> Are they the best wide receiver duo in the NFL? What do you think? As in the first two weeks? Yeah, I would say so, so far. But like, you know, I'm, I'm not the prisoner of the moment. I'm more of like, let's see what you've done in the last two, three years or so. And you might. Uh, Jalen Waddle's only in his second year. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Tyreek has been doing it for a while. True. But, you know, I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, they're pretty good. Adam yeah. Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's yeah. carrying that duo. And then you saw <laughs> T. Higgins and Jamar Chase last yo, year in the Super yo. Bowl. So even that's kind of going yeah, against my point about the whole two, three years, you know, because they're young bucks yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. Hey, but Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they're making Tua look amazing. Like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm kind of a Tua hater. Uh, I, I will go there. I will label myself as a little bit of a Tua hater. Like, I think he has a small arm. I think uh, he doesn't put enough sip on his throws. Even last year, I have this horrible interception he had against the Saints in the back of my head. And I'm just like, yeah, he's not it. And lo and behold, Tyreek Hill comes to the comes to the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle, another year in the NFL. And they're making plays, dude. And honestly, I know his numbers look good. It's probably good. People are going to hate on this. I know his numbers look good. Six touchdowns, two interceptions, especially the second half. Tua's numbers look amazing. But if you look at the throws... If you look at the throws, mm-hmm. both of Tyreek Hill's touchdowns were underthrown. Mm-hmm. The first one a little bit more than the second one. Um, but Tyreek Hill just flew past that mediocre Ravens secondary that's just not that good right now. And he had to kind of like wait for the ball, and he kind of caught it, and then he sped up to the end zone. He was pretty close to it. Yeah. And then the one on the left side, uh, the second Tyreek Hill long touchdown, mm-hmm. he kind of waited for that one too. But he was so wide open that it didn't matter. Yeah. The throw to the second touchdown to Jalen Waddle. Okay, the winner. That was cool. The first one's pretty cool too. The Gasicki one. You know he had to you know climb the ladder to get that one. So I'm not saying Tua hasn't improved, and I'm not saying he he's like a terrible quarterback, and like he's definitely like shutting up a lot of people right now, including myself. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's more of a result of having like the two most explosive wide receivers in the NFL, and like they they've gone on in their press conferences and said that. They might be the two fastest wide receiver duo in NFL history. And, you know, they might be right. Sheesh. Well, to Tua, on that point, like, Tua has a few things working against him. He's undersized, like you said. And he's a left-handed quarterback. So it's kind of – I'm not saying left-handed quarterbacks are weak, but it's just, of course, historically, they're not the most dominant, the best quarterbacks of all time, unless you call, like, the Steve Youngs, the Tarkentons of the world. So it's like – 
you know, two was trying his best. And I was, I think, earlier in the week, he talked about how his height was a disadvantage. He had a kind of, if I can't see you, I can't throw you the ball. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We're kind of seeing it right now with Russell Wilson, too. Yeah. Struggling a little bit. But, but, you know, he's, as long as, I mean, six touchdowns is six touchdowns. I know it's six not. Six tutties. It's, six tutties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. But it's like, like, damn, bro. Come on. It's crazy. Okay, so where do you rank? Where do you have right now? You're not a prisoner of the moment. I guess I'm a prisoner of the moment. I, I got super hyped watching this. I'm like, bro, these guys are it, man. They're making Tua look like a pro bowler. Like, like they're they're look, they're making look like like the Dolphins damn near want to extend Tua right now. And that's a, true. That's how good they're making him look. Yeah. And compared to the talks that were going into the season, like, you know, is he gonna make it to the end of the season? Yeah. Like, so I I'm a prisoner of the moment. Fuck it, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I think they're the two. They're the best duo. Yeah. Well. My thing is like with the two again. Uh, there's been some little bit of rumors up in the air about maybe how Lamar and his contract situations with the Ravens that he might end up going back home to Florida to Miami and Tua might be end up somewhere else. And yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, nah, man, Baltimore, whatever. Got, you gotta do, keep him. Gotta please. keep him. This is the most exciting offense we've ever had in our years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... And it looked like some of the writers, you were starting to look, do a little Bateman. Bateman, Bateman looked pretty good. Finally. Duvernay is doing his thing, although he left with the concussion, concussion today. Yeah. And then Mark Andrews, of course, is Mark Andrews yeah, doing his thing. top three tight end in the league. So, you know, but it's that defense. I mean, growing up, everybody knows the Ravens are known for their defense and running the ball. So it's like, hey, man, Lamar's doing a thing on offense. Secondary help you... Your brother out on as a QB, so we'll see. As we'll, see we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I, so after week two, uh, where do you see the Dolphins going? First of all, because they did get the dub, so let's talk about them real quick. They're two and zero. How do you how do you see uh, their season playing out? They've beaten us two years in a row, basically, and that defense is good. And then the offense now again, adding Tyreek Hill, burners, burners, burners on each side. Like who are you gonna help? Like you gotta you, leave both safe. You, you gotta play too deep. You almost can't every one on one. Like Tyreek, you know, they say speed kills and he killed us today. <laughs> yeah, that was nasty. But I they can do it. I mean the division. Can they win the division? Buffalo, of course, is Buffalo. Okay. Josh yeah. Allen's on an MVP. Yup, yup. Try to projection, you know. So and that defense too is crazy. And that, that wide receiver Stephon uh, Diggs, yep. man, Maryland boy, gotta Maryland. represent. Yup. So We'll see that. I don't, the Patriots, it's still Bill Belichick, but it's not the, the Patriots. Patriots ain't that, that shit. Fear the factor, Patriots ain't shit. That fear man, factor, stop it. Stop the fear it. Factor. The Patriots and the ain't Jets, shit. I mean, hey, pretty boy Flacco showed out today like it was 2013 <laughs> playoffs. So, you know, I got respect to my former Raven quarterback, but we'll see. I think <laughs> the Dolphins can do make some noise, though. That they got make the some noise, Make some noise. Make some noise. Yeah. Playoffs? <sighs> wild card, I think. Wild, wild card? card? The extra okay. wild card spot. Yeah. Really, do you so. think they give. Uh, the Bills are run for their money, or like the Bills are in a different league. They'll win comfortably this division. I'd say just a tier above, not like a super super, but just a tier yeah, above. Yeah, yeah. But like we'll see. You know, it'll that. be interesting. It'll be interesting. Seventeen race. games, like second year for that, so it's gonna be a little different. Yeah. I'm, okay. What about the Ravens? I believe uh, everyone's one and one except the Bengals. They're zero and two. The Ravens. Signed all these players on defense this year. We got our boys back, Marcus Peters back, and Marlon Humphrey's looking healthy again. It's just that second year. I don't know what's what's wrong with those guys. Like I've been complaining since at least 2013, since the post Super Bowl. Like our secondary's just been not the Chris McAllister days, the Ed Reed, the Dwayne Starks type of era, Rod Woodson. It's like I don't know what's going on. And the pass rush is not as intimidating. 
Terrell Suggs ain't there. Of course, Ray Lewis ain't there in the middle to shore things up. Yeah. So I don't know. Like our offense, it's like crazy. Like the thing we wanted 15 years ago with our crazy defense, we want at least at least a good quarterback. And now it's fast forward 15 years now. We have an explosive, dynamic quarterback, but our defense is like, eh. yeah, yeah, middle so, of the road kind yeah, of, so. yeah. And you expected them to be a little better, yeah. But so prediction for the Ravens? What, what I'd are we looking say at? we can pull out the division, maybe at eleven and six. Eleven and six. Eleven and six. Okay, okay. But playoff run, it's just like I know people. Are, oh, Lamar can't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like. You need your defense to bail you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you always need a defense. defense you always like, need a defense. But if your defense can't even do a simple four-man pass rush like we used to be able to do, what is the what is the point? You got so, yeah. You always got to send extra guy. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But speaking of the Dolphins in Miami, um, and the Bengals in your division, one of my favorite players of all time, Chad Ochocinco. Uh, he's when I was in Miami for Hard Summer. I did. I mean, not Hard Summer for Ultra. I did run into him at one of the hotels there, and he's so cool, man. Chad Ochocinco, probably the coolest guy out there. Uh, I know September 16th just happened, and he always, you know, shows out for the Mexicans. He, he was always, you know, Chad Ochocinco. He would ro- rep the the Mexican flag. But I guess the question I have for you is, like, have you uh, ever met any uh, any professional players out there? Uh, I've, I've met a couple. I've had some good experiences, and I had some bad experiences. Or not the worst, but uh, is there anyone that you've met out there? Yeah, this is a long time about a time ago. So uh, yeah, to all my Laker fans, I know you're gonna be happy about this. So about 20 years ago, this was just after the Lakers had beaten us in the conference finals. I was at a restaurant near the Sacramento River, and I was with my dad. We were in line waiting to order, and I turned around and I gave him a little nudge in the arm. I was like, "Hey, Dad, that's Chris Webber," and he's back there. And I was really shy. I was like, I didn't want to go up to him because I was only like six years old. And when I was like, go up to him, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I was kind of shy. And then my dad decided to go up to him. Hey, Mr. Weber, sir, how are you doing? Uh, my little boy, he's a big fan of yours because Chris Weber and Mike B were my guys back yeah, then. Yeah, I know yeah. everybody loved Paja and Doug, but and Chris Weber was my guy. Like, Chris Weber was dope, man. I like baby, Chris Weber. That baby hook, that, that, that line drive shot he had, I loved that. And so my dad's like, hey, my son over there, he loves you, and he cries every time you guys lose. It does oh. not matter. <laughs> so he embarrasses him. He cries. Yeah, so you yeah. guys can't lose anymore because yeah. he's like. But yeah, that was like one of the coolest. And he gave me a hug. He's like, yeah, he, won't. You. he gave Chris me a hug. Hugged you. He gave me a hug. He's like, I won't. We won't lose anymore, and everything. But it was just like, yeah, it was 2002. That post time after the Lakers beat us, I was. Steaming out. Oh, oh yeah. So you were definitely crying after yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still game four till this day. These everybody, all the Laker fans remind me that Robert Orr through the anniversary. It, you know, it still hurts. I'm not gonna lie. PTSD every now and then. Yeah. But you know, you gotta. You gotta you, I can't move on. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. I try to move on, but like you only get one yeah. window. And those cuts. Those cuts cut deep. You yeah. know, those yeah. scars cut deep. That's funny. That's a that's a good story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, I my pain. <laughs> I don't have a painful story. I do have one story that's pretty interesting. Um, my friend that used to go to uh, Cal Berkeley, Go Bears, she invited me to uh, to go see the the women's basketball team, and they were pretty cool. Like I was already down to go. Like I'm always down to you know, you know, support college teams and go see live sports. Yeah. But what really enticed me that day was that uh, Marshawn Lynch was gonna be there. Beast mode. Beast mode. And he was going to be there signing autographs before the game. And I was like, man, that's going to be so sick. Marshawn Lynch, 
one of my favorite running backs, probably my second favorite running back that I've seen like play live or during not live but yeah. on TV yeah. like growing up. Mm-hmm. Favorite, of course, LT. I used to be a Charger fan, free agent fan, free agent fan now, but <laughs> used to be a Charger fan. I love LT. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. That that was amazing. He's so sick. Once once my friend told me that Marshawn Lynch was gonna be there, I was like say less i was already <laughs> down to go but like now i'll be there even earlier i'll be there early mm-hmm. I, i'm usually fashionably late i'll be there early <laughs> so we go there and uh we're in line there's a lot of people obviously marshall lynch you know he's he, he did his thing for cow too you know he rode around in that vehicle yeah did, did his thing yep so he's cool everybody was trying to get an autograph for him get a picture and i'm like all right i'm in line waiting like what, what should i do you know I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get this opportunity, like you know, again, mm-hmm. or I don't know if I ever will again. So, I was thinking of like, what pose should I do? You know, I don't want to just do the regular piece or little <laughs> thumbs up. And at that time, he had already done uh, his celebration when he where he grabs his crotch. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Everybody <laughs> from the ages of like. 14 to 20 used to do that <laughs> celebration if they played football yeah so like if you guys don't know when marshall lynch would break a touchdown run and you know once he's in the clear and he's about to like break the end zone he would like kind of turn around back to the field and then he'll grab his crotch and then he'll like lean lean back lean back into the end zone so i thought that that would be a cool pose to take <laughs> with marshall lynch and marshall lynch is sitting like in, he wasn't getting up he was just sitting in a desk and then you would you would pull up and you stand like on the side of the desk yeah. kind of like right next to him mm-hmm. and then he'll be sitting down you'll be standing up and then you'll take a picture mm-hmm. so i thought it would be cool if i just like you know did, did the marshawn lynch <laughs> and i was like all right i'm gonna do it I, I like i convinced myself i'm mm-hmm. gonna do it i go up there they're about to take the picture and then he sees me doing his celebration and he's like hey man what you doing <laughs> <laughs> he, he hella raises his boy at me hey, hey man what are you doing and i get started i'm like oh like like what do you mean? He's like, what are you doing? Cut that shit out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing your celebration. What do you mean? Like, you know your celebration. He's like, nah, man, cut that shit out. And I'm like, <laughs> man, all right, for sure. And like, they were trying to get these, they were trying to get the line going quickly. Yeah. So this all happened like super quick. And then they're like, all right, we're going to take the picture. And he's telling me to cut that shit out. So naturally, like, I just, I just put this hand down and then I, I took the picture kind of just like this. Like, I wish I would have had like a better pose, like, you know, but he caught, he caught me off guard. So. <laughs> I just put this hand down and I just have like a regular ass picture like this, like like kind of like a good yeah. like a good boy. Like, like it went from doing the cross to just doing like, like oh, a free kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just a man. I was just a wall. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought it was a pretty cool story. Yeah, and then yeah. shout out Marshawn Lynch though. That was cool. But segue to this. Uh, who's who? Because Marshawn Lynch, even after that altercation, I feel like he would be pretty cool to hang out with. He he seems like a cool guy. He seems funny. I've seen his. Uh, he's been on like some YouTube channels and stuff yeah. like that. He does his thing. He's pretty funny. He has like a dry sense of humor. His voice is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think? Like name five people that you would like to that you think you it would be cool to hang out with in the NFL right now. NFL, NFL right now, Lamar. I think because Ravens bias. I know I got a couple. <laughs> Marlon Humphrey, even though he'd be wearing them wild fashion fits and stuff, I think he'd be cool to hang out with. George Kittle, he's a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling oh, fan too. Go to WrestleMania. Go to, go to WrestleMania, maybe. <laughs> and then um, two more, two more, two, two more. more. Ooh, two more. I'll probably think I'll probably hang out with the Cowboy. Maybe Micah Parsons. You know, just to show me around the Cowboy Stadium yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep. And this one is the biggest surprise. Like, I don't think if you told me I would say this name maybe ten years ago, you'd think I need to go to 5150. But I'm gonna say Tom Brady only because. <laughs> 
his wife she's from brazil and you know we can go to carnival and brazilian women are beautiful so you know we have a good time there you know i maybe get on that tom brady diet you know avocado ice cream and stuff i tried it one time last summer it was pretty good the tv12 method yeah method i'm like you know what i see where tom's coming from yeah yeah. what about what about i know he's a division rival but what about joe joey b he's pretty cool you don't like joey b you don't like joe burrow like I love that guy. I know he's a bangle, but like that's the people's champion. I know like he's cool and all. He's dope. He's dope. He's dope. Like, he's dope. But you know, it's that's a fault. It's that's a, a fault. It's weird to say, but you know, Joe Burrow's cool though. No, no beef with him whatsoever. Why Lamar Jackson? Other than than he's is that just it? Because he's uh, Lamar. He's, he's just cool. he's a cool dude. Like he's, he's for the people. Wasn't he's for he, who is he? What did he do over the offseason that, that kind of got people upset? Or, like, the Ravens? Was he playing, like, flag football? He was playing, on, like, flag football. Or like on concrete he, or something on concrete, like that? Yeah, he, he, like, Lamar is the people's champion, yeah, too. Yeah. But it's like, Lamar, you know, he keeps his head down, doesn't really say much. He just, he's just cool. I, I like people that just keep their heads down, don't try to make rah, rah, rah. All right, oh, okay. Uh, what about Russell Wilson? I got no beef with Russell. I know people say he's corny and stuff like that. But, you know, you got to understand as a black quarterback in this league too, you can be two things. You can be seen perceived as a thug. Like some people be giving Lamar crap for the way he, you know, acts and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But he doesn't get in trouble. And Russell can be seen as two faced. I know that he's like the whole religious thing, but like a little cliche like, sometimes. Little cliche, but you know, he stays away from getting in trouble. It's better to be getting away from trouble than, you know, having people always saying these yeah, things about yeah. you. I feel like he'll guide you the right yeah, way. Guide you right Even though... He'll keep it at that with you. It's funny that the Seahawks booed him last week and then <laughs> Richard Sherman and was it uh, Doug Baldwin were celebrating with that little meme with the mm mm meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, damn, uh, did Russell really rub them the wrong? Because, of course, I'm not in the locker room, so maybe yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. But, you know, I, I personally, because I'm, I'm outside the... The perspective with yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. have no beef with Russell. He got Sarah, man. I love Sarah. Like the music still <laughs> she I hope she can still dance, man. You know, some light. Some light, some light. What about uh Mike Evans? Would you like to hey, get too many fights if you go out there? Hey, or what? Mike Evans <laughs> probably getting a lot of fights with him, but he I know he got my back and uh, I loved his E sixty on ESPN. I watched it a few years ago. It was very enlightening stuff, very uh bittersweet, but I got no problem with Mike Evans. I like how what he did for Tom Brady, he defended him and stuff like that. I mean like all right, what do you kick it with uh, Patrick Mahomes and his brother? Patrick, yes, but the brother, a little <laughs> too extra, man. I don't need you to be doing TikTok. I, for me, I think my, my last social media thing I got was Twitter, and that was 2014. I don't need to be on, social, on like, TikTok anymore. I don't yeah, need him yeah, to bring yeah. attention to so what he did to Sean Taylor. And the thing about me, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, and for him to be doing all that stuff during Sean Taylor's memorial is just highly disrespectful, so... Mahomes, I know that you're probably trying to defend your little brother, but I wasn't cool with your little brother what he did. So just yeah. saying, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you wouldn't kick it with them. Then. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about? I'm surprised you didn't see say uh, Justin Jefferson. I feel like he seems like a pretty cool guy. Just all them LSU boys are cool as hell, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I rock with LSU too. Like Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew, cool. Honey Badger's cool. Like I mean, it's Louisiana. Like that whole area. I've never been to New Orleans before, but I, I like their vibe. The whole Mardi Gras, the whole. I mean. Back then, my older brother, Cash Money versus No Limit, he was Cash Money. So I was riding with Cash Money. They called me Lil Woody back then, too. So, you know, I rode yeah, Cash Money. It sounds like some cool people to hang out with. Yeah. It's crazy because sometimes we forget that all these uh, all these athletes are, like, real people. Like, yeah. if you didn't go to school with them and you didn't see them, like, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. like, you could get so narrow-minded and just see them as, like, 
regular as people, especially yeah. now. Like exactly. I know your birthday's coming up, so you know, happy early birthday to thank you. Thank you, thank you, sir. But, I appreciate uh, yeah, it. So you're about to turn, you know, I don't want to disclose your age, but you know, twenty six, yeah, you know. So, I'm getting up there. Yeah, yeah. So but like I met you when you were like what, nineteen, eighteen? Eighteen, nineteen, yeah. Yeah, holy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm twenty seven. You met me when I was like nineteen, twenty. And uh, I, we still we still mess around. We still we still joke. We still kid and a little banter here. A little, little yeah. banter never hurt nobody. Yeah. And and we forget that like you know, Jamar Chase is like 21, 22. Bro, bro, exactly. Like, we're looking at like like five years ago for us, or like four years ago. And like th- these guys are really like put there like to be like the faces of the franchise, to lead by example, to like always have the correct answer for the press, to never let their emotions get to them. And like compete at a high level, so yeah, it's yeah. crazy when you, um, like, I, it's it makes sense when people don't or, like think of them as regular people, yep. but like at the end of the day, they're still like just regular old people. Yeah, it's like you know you go on Twitter and then you people people calling them this, then the other, like a lot of expletives, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, hey, bro, it's not that serious. It's just sports. Like at the end of the day, it's like this is not. It's only maybe a ten to fifteen year out of maybe. 70 years of their lives like defines them they don't have to be defined as this or that yeah and people gotta understand like again they have feelings i know they make millions of dollars and stuff like that but they're like one of one one of one percent so yeah like i'm always going to be player versus owner because the player we go see we, we don't go see the owners we're not go there to go yeah, see yeah, jerry yeah. Jones. exactly exactly we're go there to see the superstars, the players, I've been doing this since they were four, five, six, seven years old. Right, right, right. And as a former athlete myself, like, I've been playing sports since I could walk, at least. Yeah. And so I kind of understand. Of course, I didn't, I didn't go pro, but it's just yeah, more yeah. like you a respect thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, one of my roommates, 29 years old, I love the man. And, we, like, you know, like I, I've known him since he was, like, 25. And, like, we're almost the same people. Obviously, you know, we're doing our own thing, too. Yeah. But, like, you think of a 29-year-old in the NFL... And they're like veterans. They're mm-hmm. like chiseled veterans that are supposed to be like the older statement of the team mm-hmm. and like lead and like have all this wise wisdom. And they even look older than us because they've taken like all these hits <laughs> and stuff. Yep. And it's just crazy. Like, uh, like we feel like we're still like very young people yep. at 26, 27, 28. And in the professional world, they're like on their way out. And you're like, you know, we're like, trying to replace you. And it's just, yeah. it's so crazy even, how that happens. Even like in the NBA too, like remember like now we're like in the one and then era the last 10 years. So it's like a kid that grad, like leaves for uh, the NBA at 18. By the time they're finished with like their first, maybe four or one or two contracts, they're 25. Like, wait, they're already seven years in the league. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, they're a veteran basically, but they're not even reaching their physical or mental prime when it's 27, 20, 29, 30. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's, like, it's crazy, man. It's time, crazy. Time is crazy. Prop, props to all the athletes, man. Yeah. They're really doing the thing. Get I know love. some of them get in trouble and all of that, but for the most part, all of them, you know, abide by the rules yeah. of their respective leagues, and there's just, it's just, I'm so thankful that yeah. we were able to watch it. We're like in the best we're age in of sports, blessed era of sports. <laughs> I know all these streaming services are, you know, nickeling and diming us, but yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. But. but, but we could watch more leagues and more games and more yep. anything than anywhere than any True. other point in time. True. Like where you could really watch like a little challenger tennis tournament they, like in freaking like on ESPN Baghdad. plus yeah, or whatever yeah, or like tennis channel, <laughs> tennis channel. Ooh, the freaking the Comcast 786 yeah, yeah. channel 786 like we we we're literally like you could like especially i i, I noticed it a lot because you know i have the podcast and stuff yeah. and i like tennis i like 
football. I like the NFL. I like yeah. the NBA. And I like the 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 sub like divisions. I like yeah. you know I like the FIBA competitions. I like the Euro basket that just ended. I like watching the Davis Cup and the tennis mm-hmm. when the teams play against. I like keeping up with everything. And it's just like man, there's so much stuff sports. to watch. I remember was it Fox Sports World like maybe like 15 to 20 years ago. It was just Premier League, the J League. I would stay up for on weekends to watch like reruns. And then like sometimes they have a. The Argentinian league, where we just have it would just be like River Plate versus Boca Jr. Yeah, that was yeah. it, and that was we could watch. And I'm like, I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. anything I could watch, get my hands on to. But it's like now everything is available. Yeah, everything, dude, it's available. And if you can't find it, you're not looking hard enough. Exactly. Like this morning, <laughs> like me and uh, my roommate, we just watched Chelsea versus Liverpool, the first game for Chelsea in the Women's Super League, Premier League. Yeah. And they, even though Chelsea lost, it was like, dang, man, I don't think this was possible maybe ten years yeah. ago. And now yeah. it's like. And you like like that, uh, yeah. On demand, you can watch historic matches like whenever you Easy, want to. The archives, WWE network, they network got all the man. We it's crazy, it's crazy. It's I mean, like, growing up, I, I had even less access. I never had cable and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, growing up in San Diego, the only thing I watched was like when I was very little, it was just Liga MX, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, the the local the local ABC channel. They would show some of the NBA yeah, games, games yep. and I'll catch up. I'll catch up uh, with those. Just and then they'll show the highlights for the other games. So that's how yep. I kind of kept up with the NBA. And with the NFL, it was just like the the regular Fox and CBS yes, games. Yep. And then they had the, this Mexican channel for TV Azteca, and the, it was like their version of Red Zone, oh. but it was in Spanish. Oh, okay. And then I just kept up with that. And like to have all this stuff now, it's just it's like, crazy. Like we're so blessed. Yes. Obviously, if, if they could package more stuff together and they would, exactly. like <laughs> they would what, spread us out so hard, it would be better. But Yeah, it's like, I wish being Sport and Comcast could get back <laughs> together because I miss watching Ligon. <laughs> I miss watching I feel that. that. I feel that. You know, but someone that I'm going to miss watching or I'm going to miss watching is going to be my guy Fetter. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are hurt right now. They're, they're, they're talking about... It's crazy how uh, a sport could just get canceled. Like, there's no more tennis. Yeah. People are really saying that the sport of tennis is dead without a uh, Federer. But I think, I honestly think tennis is in a good spot right now. Like, um, we still got Nadal, hopefully for at least two, three more years. Djokovic looks like he's taking great care of his body. He's probably going to be here until he's 40. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to play as long as Federer was able to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, if you're American, there's some good Americans coming up. I know you like Tiafoe. Mm, yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts on, you know, the Swiss maestro hanging it up, uh, succumbing to, kind of succumbing to his injuries, uh, not being able to technically leave how he wanted competing? It's like, uh, for me, I'm going to be objective because <laughs> as a kid growing up, it yeah. was Agassi for me first. Like, I didn't like Pete Sampras. My dad loved Pete Sampras. Yeah. And then Roger Federer came and I was like, man, Roger Federer's winning anything. I didn't winning everything. I didn't even rock with Federer. I thought he was a little too arrogant for my liking. I don't know why. It's just weird being a little eight year old kid. But the <laughs> doll was my guy. So anytime like the French Open, the doll would beat Federer. I was happy. But I respected Federer's game. That backhand was deadly and graceful. Grace, gra- elegant. That, that's literally those two words, graceful and elegant, where you could describe Federer and the Wimbledon dom- dominance he had until like that 08 final against Nadal was like probably the greatest tennis match I've ever seen at that point yeah, maybe yeah. of all time just yeah. think about it and it was just like you have to respect greatness like no matter what even if you don't like the person you just gotta respect the greatness of Federer yeah so it's just it's gonna be different cause his standard like Pete Sampras 
for me as growing up a little kid, he was the greatest of the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then, Roger Federer surpassed that, and then yep. he made and everybody then, like the, raise their level. Exactly, and he didn't just surpass it. He like fourteen to twenty is a big. It's a big gap. gap. Like you're like almost halfway. Like half of fourteen to seven. That's twenty one. Mm-hmm. He's at twenty. Like that's he. He damn near like did it twice. Like he was like there, and, you know. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the other two guys, like just imagine like there was no Djokovic, if there's no Nadal. Shoot, like that would have been wild because, I no offense to like the Andy Murrays and the one the Portros of the world and stuff <laughs> and the Songas and the Monfils, Varinka, all those guys. Like they 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 tried their best, yeah. but like there's no hope. <laughs> there's there are levels to this. Yeah, there's levels. There's to this. levels to this. Yeah, but. I'm kind of sad. I know there's people out there that are sad too, but like the things I got to say for Federer is I feel like his impact on the game is going to be felt forever. Yeah. Like he, like he has his own tournament, the labor cup. That's where mm-hmm. he's going to retire. I feel like since he's already, he already kind of has a tournament that he founded. Mm-hmm. I feel like even though he's going to retire, he's still going to be around the tennis circle. Yeah. He's not going to be one of those people that just retires and fades into the sunset and mm-hmm. you never kind of hear from him. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're still going to see him at Wimbledon. We're still going to see him hoisting the Labor Cup, mm-hmm. maybe even captaining the Labor Cup. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he captains maybe the Swiss team for um, the Davis Cup. I, I think he's going to stay involved in tennis. I don't think he's going to be one of those people that just Dips fades up. into the sunset. And I think there's players that kind of have his similar game style. I know Alcaraz is kind of like a combination of all yeah. three of them. He shows like the the athleticism and the, the great defense from... Mm-hmm. Um, Djokovic, he has like the same, almost the same mannerisms and mm-hmm. fighting spirit that uh, Nadal has, and he has a lot of the same strokes that Federer has. And mm-hmm. I think his game will just continue to like live on. And but I do think he's the most elegant player of all time. No one's ever gonna play as beautifully as he did. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think there's a lot of young players right now, namely like Sinner, Akras. I think even like your boy Tiafo, he he really like impressed me in the u.s open mm, and dude. he's such a good character too i don't know like i know he's representing your hometown yeah, or your home country yeah like your home TFO, country, his yeah. family's from sierra leone it's like crazy to finally have one of our own represent us it's yeah like i don't think we could ever we would ever imagine that we would actually have a tennis player go this far from sierra leone oh even though he's american famous from sierra leone but yeah. it's just like Man, like you could see, like again, my dad is old, so it's one of those things. Like he's been, he's seen basically everything. He's lived through the independence of our country and seen us get independence. Yeah, and just to see him actually represent us and do well. And he's from Maryland to just a few, about thirty minutes where I was born in Maryland. So yeah. it's like hometown hero and everything. Big ups to him. Hopefully, he's got a few more things to go in this game. But I can, like he said. He will win this U.S. Open one day. I hope he probably go for the Australian Open next year. I hope he gets his body right, yep. his mind right. I see. I, we could see the improvement for the last three, four years from him. But I'm very impressed with what he he did at the U.S. Open. Yep, and I think uh, just like like the diversity of the sport, like mm-hmm. it, it, there's like players from all over the world. And I think um, when Nadal was interviewed before the U.S. Open, talking about how you know Federer wasn't there, Djokovic wasn't there, and he kind of basically said that. You know, I wasn't here last year, and Federer wasn't here last year, and, you know, the sport moves on. Like, we're, he, he kind of acknowledged the greatness of mm-hmm. himself, Federer and Djokovic, but he kind of also said that, like, no one is bigger than the sport. Yep. And if we could just, I know, we, we follow a lot of sports, so we could talk about it not just in tennis, but, like, in other sports, yep. like, when, like, 
when Ronaldinho was going, when Sadan mm. was going, like even when Pelé and Maradona was going, people were having these exact same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, there isn't ever going to be someone that plays like Pelé and then Maradona comes around. And there's no one that's going to play like Maradona and then Messi comes mm-hmm. and Ronaldo comes. And you just, you just, you know, as as we move deeper and deeper into like humans and we develop, <laughs> you know, basically just humans, we, we get more athletic. Mm-hmm. There's more technology in sports. There's There's better programs. There's better coaches. Like, like I said, this like no one's bigger than the sport. So that's Ever. what I like. Yep. If you're sad about Federer, like someone's gonna come and they're gonna captivate your your, exactly. your mind, your emotions. If it's not Alcaraz, I'm sure in the next five years someone's gonna pop out and you're gonna be like, damn, that's my this guy. Is, that's my guy. That's my and it's gonna you're gonna feel the exact same way that you felt with Federer, mm-hmm. or in a different way, obviously. Yep. But like I said, no one's bigger than the sport, right? Mm-hmm. Even well, even look, let's look at Serena. Like yeah, Serena, Serena just retired. Like. What she did for uh, her and Venus, of course, did for a whole generation of people that look like just like me. Like, just like you said, we were blessed to grow up in a time where we have a Serena, a Roger Federer, a Tiger Woods, yeah. a LeBron. Like, we just were blessed. A Tom Brady, like, just greatness all in Kobe, exactly. God rest his soul. Just greatness all around. So, Guillermo Ochoa. <laughs> World Cup, man. <laughs> Santa Choa, respect. Okay, yeah, man. Like I said, just to end this, if you're sad about Federer, like obviously be sad. He's one of the greats. He's an amazing player. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's an amazing person too. Family man, but just know someone's gonna come around. They're gonna they're gonna cat. They're gonna yep. get your attention. You're gonna you're gonna fall in love with another mm-hmm. player, and and uh, they'll probably carry you through the sport <laughs> in the next twenty years. You just gotta find one person to carry you. And if you don't love the sport, like I. I it could take a dip and I'll still probably follow because it's, it's a good sport but I think Federer will be alright I think you know he's made his dough he's, he's gonna be cool he, he's and done, he's done everything yeah and one last point I almost forgot about it my boy um, Nowitzki ooh dark my boy Nowitzki man he, he's a great player he gave it his all for the Dallas Mavericks but he would even say that he retired a little bit too late mm-hmm. like now he kind of wishes he retired he didn't play the last two years mm-hmm because now he's kind of having trouble playing with his kids, chasing them around. His knees are giving him trouble. And, I mean, we all want to see Federer play longer, you know, mm-hmm. compete at slams. We want to see – we never saw Nadal and Federer at the U.S. Open ever, which is crazy, play against each other. We want to see these matches. We want to see him playing against the younger guys. He never played against Cinder, never played against Alcaraz. But at what cost, you know? I think I think he knows his body more than anybody. Yeah. I know, you know, we've – you've played soccer. you played basketball. I know you've had your fair share of injuries. Yep. And no one knows your body better than yourself. So yep. a Federer is saying, like, you know what? This is it. Like, that's it. Like, It's better to go be a family man and be able to run around with your kids on the grass or wherever sport he, he or she are playing than just oh, laboring around, looking old and just cranky about why your body can't do what it used to do 20 years ago. Just <laughs> yeah. Be a family man. Yeah. Or you might get a divorce like Brady. Nah, I'm not putting out there. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> but um, did you watch the Madrid Derby today? It was a of course, very man. talked about leading up to it. Of um, I know you're not like the biggest Madrid supporter. I am so, not. But what were your thoughts on the game and everything? The the circus that these Madrid uh, Atletico Madrid fans and you know Coca and stuff were bringing towards this game. Oh, first of all, let's say let's say no to racism. I know it's cliche, but like yeah. we've been fighting that for too many for generations. Too many generations. Too like, many. Again, 
I know I'm only 25, going on 26, but like I remember when I was eight, nine, when Eto was getting bananas thrown at him and stuff like that for Barca, and they had the whole wristbands and the whole campaign yep. that didn't really yep. go. So Vinny now facing that, which is weird because. I mean, we've had like whole teams walk out like in the Italian league Italian, too. Yeah, it's just the like Premier League takes a knee before every game still, and it's like it's just it. It seems like it's never ending. Never ending. Like this. Let's, one thing about soccer is the great equalizer. That's how I met you. I met almost everybody through college. Is like from different backgrounds. So yeah, yeah, it's the great unifier more than maybe any other sport in this world. But just to see Vinny get abused for like doing what i'm not stereotyping but brazilians they have that joy that passion i mean they've won five world cups so you can't say that dancing and stuff has affected them exactly and so and it's like bro it's dancing, dancing. like what how about you stop him from scoring goals coke you're known for atletico your defense is known is like known for stopping other teams from being great yeah and you just got out, out atletico by Madrid on the counter twice so it's like and it's like, bro, like everyone celebrates dancing. Yeah, they do flips and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. FIFA has dances on their celebrations, celebrations and it's yeah. rated E for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, rated E for everybody can get these hands. So it's like, you got to understand. It's rated E I for everyone, bro. No one gets disrespected when you do a little it's, dance it's on like, there. Like, come yeah, on, man. Okay, why don't you go score a goal, which you hardly do, and do a little dance yourself. And I know you play in a deep, more of a defensive role. You don't really score up there, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. He just probably hasn't felt the joy of a goal huh, in a while. It's been a while. So. But like his teammate, Griezmann, does dances all the time. I mean, like, does the Fortnite dance. Yeah, it does the the hang loose Ronaldinho dance yeah. or whatever. So yeah. it's like I don't understand why. And also, Atletico, you have a black player on your in your midfield who st- or started today, and you're throwing all these things at him, doing monkey chants and stuff before games, during games. Yeah, and so it's like I don't understand why. Yeah, so but, who are you rooting for in this Madrid derby? Well, it, it it's tough because I don't rock with Real Madrid. I'm a Chelsea <laughs> fan. But I respect greatness. You know, Florentino Perez has done a great job with the whole Galacticos era and stuff like that. Rebuilding the team Rebuilding after Ronaldo. The team after Ronaldo left and in the stadium and everything. And Atletico, the thing about I love Atletico. I've always loved the defensive structure of Simeone's teams. Even even before actually Simeone, I love when Kunaguero was there, Forlan, all those guys at 9 10 uh, Europa League run. But in the, it's just... I wish maybe Simeone maybe would have put out a statement like, hey, we don't condone that because, of course, you have, it was a Thomas Lamar on your team. Yeah. And you have Kondongbe on your team. So you do have black players that are that are not directly affected by it, but are affected They're by it. They're hearing it. They hear it. So it's like you have to nip that in the bud because if you don't, you just allow, allow it to fester and it's just going to get worse and worse. But And it's like, bro, like if I'm a person of color and I'm seeing this, Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go sign with Atletico Madrid. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to be part of that. Uh, have those type of people wearing my jersey? I'm not trying to have those type of people, you know, being the people that I'm defending the crest yeah. for. You know, and it's a problem. I'm not just trying to harp on Atletico. It's a whole yeah, yeah, it's, racial it's, it's problem. Deep rooted. Right? Yeah. It's deep rooted. Like yeah. that should be rooted out of everything. Yeah. But since we're only focusing on today's game and who's the tension is drawn on, it's like yeah. there's no reason for you to be getting mad at. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny for dancing. Yeah, come like, on. Vila, Vini, Vila. Keep dancing. Keep, keep dancing. But yeah, what do you think of the game? Uh, Real Madrid stayed perfect. They haven't like drawn a single game going yeah. into this international break. The game was, it's I wouldn't say textbook, 
like counterattack, but it was if you say because like Real Madrid, I know people say, oh, maybe Benzema wasn't there, but they have enough talent where they could figure out where Atletico cannot be in like their most dangerous situations. Like hey, that, that threw pass to Rodrigo. Rodrigo, oh, man, dude, that midfield, Ooh. Real Madrid. I know Casemiro's gone now, but they they retooled they, it. They retooled. They didn't have to. They had the players before they even had to retool. So they were already ready. They were already locked and loaded in the chamber. They're just like, whoever leaves, all right, next man up. They were already ready. So it wasn't like, bam, we got to buy some in the summer. Got to wait for them to step up. They were already ready. Those young lines in the midfield are ready to, to they're, hunt. They're hungry. Hungry. So Hungry. But we'll see. I mean, the goal Rodrigo scored, my goodness. On the half volley, that is difficult. Like I've, Yeah. I remember one pass that you gave me like three oh, years ago over Brian. He sent yeah. one over and it just dropped. Yeah. Perfect. He went top bins. I'm like, that was probably the best goal I've ever <laughs> scored at school ever. Yeah, so it yeah. was like, that was dope. how that hard was it dope. is. Yeah. And then. Honestly, it was just nice seeing, because uh, Real Madrid, uh, I, I understand it. Like everyone loves mm-hmm. to hate on Madrid. Like whether it's because, you know, most European championships, like all the money they invest mm-hmm. in the team, like, just the white, the wearing, the, the Galacticos, the cool nicknames, everything mm-hmm. that Ramajir stands for. I get why people hate on Ramajir, but it was just nice seeing everyone, you know, kind of come together and yeah. uh, support Vini and, like, condemn what was going, what was being said on the other side. Exactly. And, like, players celebrating, like, Gabriel Jesus celebrating yeah. the Premier League, doing a little dance, kind of oh, similar. Um, it was just nice. Just it was nice just to feel the support of, you know... The world comes together. Like you said, it's the greatest unifier there is out there. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Hala uh, Madrid. I won't say that, but <laughs> good game to Real Madrid. Yeah, good game, good game. They stay perfect. Um, but let's just stay on the soccer topic before we wrap this up. Yep. Uh, give me give me a couple reasons why uh, Potter is going to do good with Chelsea. Let's just uh, stick on the Chelsea topic. I know. Um, were you a Tuku guy or... I can't say I was truly a Tuchel guy. It's because, I mean, let me not say I'm, not, I'm anti-Tuchel. Like, I always give respect to all the new coaches that come to Chelsea except Rafa Benitez. That one, even though he won a Europa League, that one, there was some deeper wounds even before he became coach. With yeah, the yeah. Fake plastic, all that stuff, flags. So that was deeper than rap. But, um... <laughs> nah, Tuchel, he was cool because, of course, he replaced Super Frank and Lampard, our legend, but... Got you the Champions League. He got us League. a Champions League. He got us a Club World Cup and stuff like that. And he he, he helped us throughout our whole uh, the situation with Roman Abramovich. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected it to happen so fast, but it happened. Life happens. Yep. And So you're going to miss him, man? I'm going to miss him because I felt like it was... Uh, hasty? It was not hasty, but like, of course, it felt like a, a setup. Like, they were just looking for a reason to fire him. I know there were some Romans that he was not really receptive to Todd Bowley and stuff like that some yeah. of the ideas I'm like the whole Ronaldo we gotta sign we need a big splash signing like I know Ronaldo is arguably one of the greatest soccer players of all time but he's 37 how much do you really want to invest in that man for the future of the team when you have all these young lines in the academy and stuff like that like and I have no problem signing Ronaldo right? yeah, yeah, yeah you can so, see it, Tuchel's point too Tuchel's point like they're like we're trying to build for the future. Like we're trying to get maybe either young players or players that are in their prime right now, ready to hunt to go win trophies. And I know Ronaldo wants to win trophies, but he scores goals. And it's weird. It's because I'm a I'm a striker, but yeah. he scores goals. But if he's not scoring, that's it. That's he's not running. He's not running with the team. He's not helping out the team. Because now soccer is more 
everybody got to run at least a yeah. little bit, and he's not really doing that. And so, and Todd Bull, I, I feel like I'm not saying like I'm not xenophobic, but it seems like he just sees Ronaldo as like a FIFA like. 91 whatever all-star ultimate team thing yeah. and he thinks he's still 2008 like if he if Ronaldo came in 2008 which was not going to happen obviously <laughs> yeah she I would have had no arguments with it but it's just kind of unfortunate and then Graham Potter though yeah looking forward looking forward looking look, I mean, looking ahead uh, I, what do you think about that I like it's a big it, leap it's a big leap from from how he started to all the way from was it like he was from went to Sweden? Yeah, Basel, I think he was something like, like that. Like, the, like not even like the first the team. Yeah. yeah, he started all the way and then got to Chelsea. I'm like, it's a big rise. Wow, it's a big rise, and I hope he does well because you can see the tactical flex flexibility he had at uh, Brighton. Yeah, and then like my older brother, he's like, we signed all these players on Chelsea. I know there's no excuse, but it's called basically OTJ on the job training, basically, like. Whatever he calls it, like my brother, he because he, he's he's relatively new at Caltrain, so he has like a lot of on the job training he'd be doing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what basically a lot of these was. Well, a Fofana came in last second. Yeah. And then Kulabali, we haven't really like the old, of course, because now everything's compact because the World Cup. So like, actually, getting like a full two months of training together, doing all these tactical exercises, not as like the previous few years, but there's no excuse. We have to play better because the last three, four months of Tuco Ball, as they've said on Twitter. Oh, it was boring, It was, boring. It was hard it was to dry. watch. It was very hard. It was hard to watch. Very hard to it watch. It was hard to watch. Let's be real. It was, it was, it was a tough watch. It but, was hard you know, to watch. I still support my team, Chelsea, till I die. But it was very, yeah, I feel bad for Tuco. I hope he does well. He might go to Juventus because it seems that Allegri and that, those guys. Oh, yeah, they're falling out. Like they're, those they're guys, the that, that second coming is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. They're saying that they have like a two, three year plan with him, but like nah. those results are. They just you know, lost today, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's looking bad, but you think Puli Pulisic would do do a little better with Potter, or you think it's uh, it's time for him to go? You know, look somewhere else. I know he's been kind of disappointed with his playing time and stuff, but my man, I need you to stay healthy for like. A full season. A full season. Give me like 38 games in a league season, right? If you can give me like 27 games where you can at least play 75 minutes at least and you're not getting hurt or whatever, not pulling up lame, I think you'll be all right. And then just the whole, if you do leave, all right, it's okay. You you it didn't live up to expectations because technically you were technically you were supposed to be Hazard's replacement, which is always going to be a hard yeah, shoes yeah, to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I still got love Pulisic. Hopefully does well for us in the in the World Cup, you know. But, you know, Chelsea's no Chelsea's uh Graham Potter's Chelsea. Or what where do you where do you think they end up at the end of the season? And to be honest, I think I wanna say third because even though Liverpool Third, okay. Yeah, it's it's a hot take because, because okay. Man Man it seems that Man City's <laughs> on some Manchester United like nonsense where they're just gonna win three straight. Yeah, he got the cyborg Holland scoring. Yeah, goals. yeah, he's going crazy. Like the goal he scored during but the week. But third, explain what third. Who's who's second? You, you guys, you're Arsenal. No, Arsenal. No, about Arsenal. I, I know, I know. The if, if people watching this, I'm looking at the camera right now. So <laughs> it's crazy. So I know Arsenal. Y'all, yeah. every year, this is our team. This is our year. Yada yada yada. We've been hearing that since 2004, since the Invincibles. Oh my God. We've been hearing that, and then when it comes to May, oh boy. We finished fifth. We finished fourth. We finished oh, sixth. Man. No Champions League in the last six years. Arteta's this. Arteta that. 
He's a genius. He's yeah, Pep's protege. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see in May. I don't get too up. Don't get too down. We'll just see in May when you guys are finishing maybe sixth again. Oh, my God. And then you guys are going to be complaining. Oh, we're not no not enough ambition and stuff like that. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. All right. What about Tottenham? Tottenham? Ooh, I forgot about Tottenham. I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> it's because Antonio Conte, you know. I believe in Conte. Dude. I believe in him league-wise, <laughs> domestic-wise. But Champions League, he's still. Okay, but you're saying Chelsea third. So that means you got City first. I think I still. I think. Even though I hate them too, Liverpool will finally figure something. They'll pull some strings together. Chelsea third, United are looking pretty good too. United, Chelsea third. That's, that's and the thing. Well, the thing I say, Chelsea third. It's gonna be third by like maybe another fifteen to twenty points. I'm gonna be honest. I'll be finished like a distant third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We limp over the finish line. But you, but you're still third. You're third still third. ahead of like Tottenham, Arsenal, yeah. United. United, United's like a year away. Okay. You're away. And See, I'm so a, you're honestly you're giving, you're saying Potter's gonna do good. I mean, going based off of Chelsea's history, but we, they're like what tenth right now, something like that. I don't know. I think Eighth? like seventh or something. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know why. Because well, I don't call me out. Oh, you're a fair weather fan, man. You guys just postponed our game against Liverpool. So I mean, <laughs> the yeah, league's yeah, yeah. You know, it's imbalance right now. Imbalance. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but. Like Every that. time we fire a coach, I don't know. It seems oh, yeah. Like there's we, like a spark. There's a spark. Okay. That new manager on the bounce spin somehow we figured yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, so. Just need a new voice type of thing. Yeah. It's kind of bad. Okay, okay, okay. You're kind of mm. right. You're kind of right. I see where you're coming from. I see. Where you're, we'll see. We'll have to revisit this in uh, uh, May or June, whenever mm. the league ends, because I know the World Cup is yeah, pushing yeah, it a little bit. But again, Arsenal fans, I got to see you in May holding that trophy with the red and white ribbons coming down the stream, and then I can <laughs> see that you guys are back. But until then, don't be it ain't it. It ain't it, man. It ain't Just, it. Don't, don't, it be, ain't don't, it. Be, don't be getting too up and too down. Man, you look like you try to catch some hands. <laughs> I mean, Arsenal fans, what are you really going to do? <laughs> really? What are you really going to do? London is what? London is blue, man. Unless, like, and you know what? That's I funny. might even be there in wintertime. If you all want to see me on the pitch, I'll see you guys on the pitch. I might be two years out of shape, but I'll still uh, knock you guys out. That's funny. That's funny. Honestly, I have, I have no saying this as a Wolves fan. I just hope we stay out of relegation. Up the mighty Wolves. <laughs> that's the my one. <laughs> hey, man, but this has been fun. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show again. Like I said, I told you it was going to be better in person, and I feel that oh, it's yeah. lived up to it. Uh, thank you again for being part of the, the show. It was, uh, it was great to have you. And thank you for having me back, man. Two years gone out of the city of San Francisco. Now your boy's back in town. You can have more fun. Let's get it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you.